Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. That's right. We're live here on Lone Star Community Radio. It's 9-11 right now. Hanging out in the studio. Uh, we are on YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff right now because I have a special guest. We got something coming up here, I believe, in the first week of October. And we welcome back a long... Actually, you probably hear her voice every once in a while because we still we have some PSAs and stuff for the community of Air Force. But we have Aaron Sloper and also Nancy... I'm going to butcher your last name, and I know you get this all the time. It, actually, I'm not going to say it. I'll let you introduce yourself, Nancy. <laughs> uh, but we have Nancy and Aaron, and they're with the uh, World War II, uh, the upcoming World War II B-17 Memorial dedication happening here at our Veterans Memorial Park here in Conroe. And uh, all the information regarding this dedication coming up, I actually put a link uh, below in the description. So if you're hearing this on the radio and you're like, hey, what day is that? What do I have to do? What does it cost? All that kind of stuff. Tell me more about it. I did put a link. Uh, it's always on our the veterans page, which is honormission.org. But we're going to talk about it on October eighth, uh, and uh, y'all do y'all do the army time, which is going to confuse like everybody. But it's just one p.m. Uh, but our thirteen hundred hours. But let's let's talk to Nancy and talk to Aaron. Talk about the B seventeen memorial dedication, what it is, and why we're doing it, and then uh, talk about the upcoming events you guys still do with the Commander of Air Force and all that kind of stuff. So what's going on, guys? Good morning. Good morning, Dick. It's Nancy Quishan. Quishan. <laughs> with the commemorative I was going to be way off with that one. I, <laughs> I'll answer to almost anything, including a call sign Kiwi. So <clears throat> whatever's easier. You don't me. like the call sign Kiwi? <laughs> my, I'm, my husband's call sign Kiwi. So oh, he, okay. doesn't, he doesn't like it if I take his call sign. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I, I never really thought about that. But uh, if people didn't know, Nancy's been around the Conroe area for a while, because, and it, especially if you didn't know, over here at the airport, the, it houses a couple of y'all's planes, and the Community of Air Force is like a national organization. That's right. And I wouldn't say necessarily that y'all have a chapter here. It's just kind of part of the system, yeah. right? Is that yeah. how to say it? So the Commemorative Air Force is a national, it's a 501c nonprofit, and we have 19,000 members in the United States. And, and what we, counts as a member? Counts as a member if you sign up with the Commemorative Air Force online. Uh-huh. And um, if you come and fly one of our airplanes, we will make you a member, too. Okay. We have a fleet of 175 uh, vintage World War II military aircraft. And the mission of the Commemorative Air Force is to educate, inspire, and honor. So that's com- com- uh, commemorativeairforce.org. That's right. That's right. Com- okay. Commemorativeairforce.org. When we say what our mission is, we talk about educating the public mm-hmm. about U.S. military aircraft and their history and what their history means today. Uh-huh. We talk about inspiring the next generation of aviators, and we talk about honoring the veterans and the ground personnel who flew and supported these aircraft. Because I've been to several of your events, and it's it's kind of surreal. Because you know what you know what you guys make it feel like, and this is going to be a strange take from the public from me. You made me feel like I knew a really rich person <laughs> because I got all access kind of like, oh, like unless you want to pay to ride it, like you, if you just show up, you mm-hmm. get to see it still. Absolutely. We, we talk about enabling 
of the public to put their hands on history. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. It was like a private event. And I was like lucky enough to know somebody that you know had the had the ability to provide that those planes because you don't just have like one plane. You have a you have like a whole garage full, <laughs> and it changes every time. So I encourage folks. I'm actually going to add. So it does does feel kind of like VIP access, it, doesn't it? Well, it's just kind of, well you don't every day you don't see airplanes like this, mm-hmm. right? And then then again you don't see airplanes like this fly, mm-hmm. go up and down and like you know that kind of stuff. So that to me, that was that was the special moment. I realized I was like, "Oh, this isn't just like me visiting the one down towards Galveston and just seeing airplanes. That's that's kind of cool." But it's like, no, I'm literally hearing them start the engine right. and take off because mm-hmm. that's totally different yes. from like seeing something in a museum. See it, smell it, feel it, exactly. So and I'm gonna put a link for the Commander of Air Force.org because you guys are around the uh, the country doing events. Right. So I want to make sure people know where the they can check that out and there are actually see. 75 units of the commemorative air force all around the u.s and if you go to that website commemorativeairforce.org one of the first things you can see is a map of where all the units are and we are an all-volunteer organization and we're always looking for people to join up and help out in the mission so yeah there's so i mean and that, if you're not in conroe have a look and that's what aaron you're a crew chief so you actually yeah. put your hands on these things and yeah. you fix them I do. Kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, I originally am from upstate New York. Yeah. And when I moved here to Texas two years ago, uh, I was just surfing through Facebook for something to do. And I have a background of aviation maintenance. Uh, I've. What does that mean? uh, Just like you built your own plane? Yeah. So I went to college for aircraft mechanic. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't get the license, but I still dove into stuff here and there. So when I moved here, I had that knowledge. I had the love of aviation since I was probably 10 years old. And I surfed through Facebook and says, fly a B-17, ride mm-hmm. in a warbird. I was like, oh, what is this? So I looked into it and, uh, you know, paid for a ride. And, of course, as 75-year-old airplanes do, uh, this particular one broke down. I understood. Um, eventually, I looked into it and noticed that it was an all-volunteer organization. And me having experience as a volunteer my entire life as a Boy Scout and volunteer firefighter and this and that, here in Texas, I was looking for something to do. And there you go. Wow, that's kind of too too much of a coincidence. (laughs) I dove right into it. Yeah. Literally, I think uh, I joined uh, February of last year and just skyrocketed through, through the training, through the... The events uh, became a loadmaster on the B seventeen. Oh, and Nancy was like, "Yes, <laughs> thank, yeah. g- thank goodness for Facebook, so right?" It that's was, right. Th- and that's where a lot of our following is. is well, Facebook, think, not only community, but yeah. I well, mean, it's not even. Yeah, you're totally right because you're looking at a younger generation trying mm-hmm. to be exposed to something that is so unique as a like an airplane like this, and especially if you go. I imagine if you go to aviation school today, they don't really show you one of these engines or show you anything that is true it's exposure to a radial engine that's what we run is a nine cylinder radial engine on all of our uh, most of our our airplanes but they say hey this is in existence but now we're going to look at like what horizontally what applies gas engines and (laughs) turbine engines that's basically what it well that's why people go to school is is to get a job and that's i totally that's what i'm saying it's one of those unique things where you're in limbo Mm -hmm. With something as cool as this, but how long can it keep going? As long as we have the parts and as long as we can make the parts. Yeah, see, that's the making parts thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder, who owns the patents to that stuff? It has to be expired. (laughs) 
I don't know if patents do expire, do they? They have certain ones. I mean, like it all depends on what we're looking for. Sometimes we can actually find new old stock when we're looking for parts and, and yeah I, the government kind of was like i'll just put it in a building yeah, well yeah and, and so if we're fixing we're fixing old engines uh, when there's a large network of maintenance teams who work on the old aircraft mm-hmm. and um there is such a thing as stock that's never been unboxed but it's been on a shelf and and this is an absolute true story last year we uh secured a couple of boxes of magnetos mm-hmm. and they were in their original packaging from 1945 and with a date amazing. stamp on the outside mm-hmm. and when we opened the box they were packed in newspapers from December 1945 mm-hmm. straight up and so here we are with newspapers in our hands with first hand accounts of the battle of the bulge That's while it was underway and it was in hit, as packaging as packaging <laughs> for old parts yeah. so yeah. new old stock or refurbished materials there's a big market for refurbished and rebuilt materials and at the end of the day if we need something that's simply unobtainable then we will fabricate and that's See, what it takes to keep the old airplane fun. Yeah, because I guess what's unique about what you guys do is everything involved is, like you said, it's volunteer, but it's also, like, passion-driven. Oh, yeah. So everyone's a qualified person to do X, Y, Z. And it's because you can actually rent space on these airplanes and ride in them. Mm-hmm. And that's how we finance all that yeah. that we just mentioned is we sell flights on the Warbirds. So <laughs> all the information for the community mm-hmm. of Air Force, I put, I'll put in the links for you guys uh, right now, I'm literally copy-pasting and putting it in the chat. And that way you can actually see, because you guys are uh, Dallas. I mean, you have, I know Florida, and I've yes. seen you up in the Northeast. Yes. It just depends on the weather. California. Uh, California. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, East Coast, Virginia. Yeah, that's, see, that stuff's so cool to me. And you guys are <clears throat> you guys are here, too. You house some planes here. Yeah. And so y'all usually have an annual event somewhere around here, like at Hooks or... Yeah, there are different events in the greater Houston yeah. area because there are a couple of units. Isn't the there a museum Houston. for the Community Air Force? Well, in, here in the greater Houston area, the Houston wing is on the west side of town, right near the edge of Katy okay. at um, uh, West Houston Airport. And they do have a nice little museum, and they've got four or five warbirds that they fly regularly out there. Um, and then up in Dallas is the Commemorative Air Force Headquarters. Uh, okay. And that's Why a, Dallas? That's a nice uh. big facility. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm kidding. They, uh, uh, they do big events in, in that very nice brand-new facility up there. The Gulf Coast Wing, the unit that resides here in Conroe, has been in the greater Houston area for over 50 years. Oh, wow. At variously housed in Galveston, in Ellington, at um, Hobby, at Hooks, and now in Conrad. moved around. We have I like a long, it. A long lifespan here. Well, let's talk about the reason you guys came in because uh, there was a, a tragedy that happened with the Commander of Air Force last year. And if folks did not hear about this, I don't know how you didn't. But in Dallas, uh, two planes collided, and basically it was the B seventeen. And then the other one was a single P sixty three Cobra, a little fast one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and unfortunately, it had a, an air collision, and everyone passed away. And this is something unique happening coming up: is y'all are doing a dedication that has this big picture, uh, and part of that picture is a dedication to those pilots, to those airplanes. Yeah. And you're doing an aviation kind of like the way you're describing it to me. I'm sounding like I'm making this up. Uh, <laughs> it's more of like an aviation dedication of War II <clears throat> at the Veterans Memorial Park, and you have yeah. you're going to be unveiling this beautiful statue of the the Texas Raider. 
right? Is it is yes. it like the actually yeah. the same paint and everything? Yes. So look at that. The uh, the impetus for the new monument in the Conroe Park uh, was a partnership with the Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park, and they reached out to us very early um, after the midair collision last November to say that um, they wanted to plan a memorial for the park that would be uh, um, tribute to World War II aviation mm -hmm. and World War II aviators, and they wanted it to take the form of Texas Raiders, the B-17 yeah. that we lost. Yeah. And so we've been in planning for this for over six months, and <clears throat> the Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park Commission took the lead in the design and fabrication of what is going to be an extraordinarily beautiful monument. It is a replica of the B-17 Flying Fortress with a 15-foot wingspan and pylons below it that will have information about U.S. Army Air Force, World War II aviation, and then about the B-17, which lived here locally. Texas Raiders was housed here in Conroe. Um, and also a tribute to the six aviators who were lost last November, one of whom was a resident of Montgomery and well-known locally. The yeah. pilot of the P-63 fighter who was lost um, was a locally prominent aviator as well. Because uh, I want to uh, show a picture of it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show yes. a picture to our YouTube Facebook folks. Uh, this is on their website for honormission.org about the event, the upcoming unveiling and dedication of the B-17 memorial dedication. So that thing looks amazing. And it's. I think what I'm not visualizing is the size. I imagine it's going to be pretty big. The wingspan is 15 feet across. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're okay, that's really big. <laughs> <laughs> so that's let's talk a bit a little bit about October 8th at 1 p.m. Uh, I believe the 8th is a Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. And you guys uh it's a free event. Mm -hmm. Anyone can show up. It's in the park. Yeah. Basically, if you show up at the park, if you don't know where the park is, uh, just look it up. It's right next to the Montgomery County Library, the main one. Uh, and then you, uh, I guess twenty eight fifty four is the exit. That's right. Yeah, and you can. I think you can use that parking. What What is the Veterans Memorial parking? Is it just the library parking? Um, for this event, parking will be underneath the overpass. And oh yeah, the bus station, the bus uh, the park and ride. Park and ride. Okay. And the main parking lot in okay. the library will be reserved for the volunteers, the speakers, and the handicap parking. Okay. Um, the event is at one o'clock, as you mentioned, on the eighth, and it will be the unveiling and the dedication of this monument. Yeah, um, the event is going to be spectacular. It's it's going to be no. I mean, I very just, when impactful. I saw the statue, I was like, that that's a little over the top. We have, but I get it. <laughs> like I was like, that's a lot. That's awesome. We like, have. Um, there'll be some uh, local dignitaries with some important remarks about the meaning of the park and yeah. what this monument is intended to do in terms of adding, you know, interpretation and information for the park. Um, we'll have um, the. Senior executives from the Commemorative Air Force will be here, and our CEO will be making remarks. Okay. Talking about the, the um, dual mission, the overlap of the mission between the Commemorative Air Force and the Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park. Yeah, the park is really turning into something a little bigger, I feel like, than they intended. I think the park is stunning. Well, I mean, you've it, been it, into the park, yeah. haven't you? But you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that they had this idea to do the Veterans Park, but then it's starting to grow. Like, yeah. this idea... 
because like they like this right here to me is like kind of like the one of the first signs of like yeah they're not just doing just there's a park this isn't just trees and flowers this is an actual memorial this is an actual memorial mm-hmm. for everything encompassing veterans and mm-hmm. things like that because the aviation stuff it's something about World War II that really just distinguished that time period is the airplanes like it really is especially the men and women involved with those airplanes like mm-hmm. like I know uh, what was what is that poster of the lady the rivet Rosie the Riveter. Riveter. And like, and it's because she did the rivets, right? Right. She went to work when the men couldn't. Yes. And like, they were overseas. And people don't realize like how long it takes to make these things Mm -hmm. and how you actually don't, it's not just like putting together Legos. It's like you really have to pay (laughs) attention to what you're building here. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, Aaron is all about that (laughs) because I can't, I think that's what's kind of crazy is as the years go by, you can ride in one of these planes from, what's the oldest plane you have? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a trick question. No, not, that's a not, good. That's a good question. The oldest one we have, as a as the Gulf Coast Wing, uh, both of ours are the same age, uh, only separated by months. Okay, 1942. In the commemorative Air Force, I'm not sure what the oldest airplane is we have in the CAF. I don't that's a good. Know. That's a good question. We are we are a World War II focused. Yeah. So we don't have anything from World War One, for example. I don't. Is there a plane still around from World War One? Yes. I imagine. Oh, yeah. I imagine in like oh, yeah. museums, but I'm talking yes, about like. There is. So uh, I mentioned I was from upstate New York. Yeah. Old Rhinebeck uh, Aerodrome is the World War One museum. Oh wow! In upstate New and York they fly and those Valley. things. They put on shows. It is absolutely yeah. that's crazy. amazing. It's it's almost kind well, of like our World War II Torah 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 air show. Okay. They drop bombs from their biplanes that are flying at sixty miles an hour. <laughs> that's and, fun. And just that is screaming so cool. through the air. It's it's really cool. And they're actually blowing stuff up what, on the ground like we do. But. Well, what's uh, what I loved about what you guys had? It's uh, or you guys have. And I don't know if they do that up, up with these the World War One planes. It's like it feels like everything on that plane is original. It might not. It might not be because there's certain it's, rules of aviation today, but it's like when you get on there, you're like, man, I can actually almost feel the idea mm-hmm. of people on this plane in mm-hmm. the World War II. Well, on our airplanes now, uh, mostly everything is, uh, if not original, original spec. Yeah, there's only additions that we had to put in to comply with FAA standards, current yeah, standards. stupid FAA. So why can't we just like? <laughs> but I know, and that's what's so amazing to me because you let me tour it, uh, tour the B seventeen one time. I, I never flew in it. I knew some people who flew in it, and they said it was pretty surreal. Of, uh, but like one thing that amazed me was how small it was, and then especially on the tail area where it was open at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Where that was kind of open, mm-hmm. like that was just kind of there. So yeah. if you're on, if you're X Y Z in the air, and you're walking down this little beam, like you're literally like, oh, I could just fall and there, mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool because it's it is a practical machine. It's not yes. meant for comfort. It's like we have to get yes. this in the air. It has to be able to fly and has to be utilized in war. We mm-hmm. say, you know, of, of all the aircraft. Um, Built for your liberty, not for your comfort. Yeah, see, that's what that that's the exact feeling I got when I got on. I was like, this thing is, I mean, I guess I I feel safe in this if I'm going for it. Like this is going to get the job done. And then I loved the other airplane you had. There was the Admiral, the the Navy Admiral plane, Twin Beach. Yeah, Yeah, and I was like, this is totally different. Uh, (laughs) That was actually built for comfort. Yeah, that's what (laughs) it's so funny. Like the drastic difference, and then. But uh, that's what's really cool too. Uh, when y'all have these air shows and things, like sometimes y'all people get lucky and more planes come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And absolutely. it's not just like y'all's. 
It's yes. like, oh, hey, by the time he was doing maintenance over here, so we invited him. Most recently, whatever. Um, here in Conroe, this past spring, we had another unit come and visit us, and they brought several airplanes, including um, a B-25 Mitchell bomber. What does the B-17 do? B-17 is all, was also a bomber. Because that's what those the, the open-air parts, B-7- for, is that B-17, for the bomb? Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that. B-17, four-engine, big, big heavy bomber. B-25, a little bit smaller. Okay. It's a light bomber. Um, light to medium bomber with only two engines. Both of them really critical to the um, air war in mm-hmm. Europe. And um, there are, the CAF has three or four, if I lose count, uh, B-25s that we operate on a real regular basis. Um, CAF also has another B-17 in Arizona, our sister ship, called Sentimental Journey, and she flies and tours real regularly too. And all those airplanes, we sell flights on, and that's how we raise money to keep... I guess we should remind folks uh, that org. look up the local, your local show, and book a a plane. Wait, thank you for the entry. Here comes a plug. It is only two and a half weeks to Wings Over Houston. Mm -hmm. Where's that taking place? The big air show at Ellington Field. I don't know what that is. Where is that? That's south of Houston near NASA. Oh, okay. Yeah, people just don't go there. Yeah, well, Ellington has you know, some public stuff going on right now. Um, that it's not a commercial airport. No, I'm not talking about the airport. Right. I spent more of like that's just not my routine to ever go in that area. Well, that's a long I've been way there on my Conroe. bike. Right. It's a long but, way from Conroe, but the Wings Over Houston Air Show, which is October that sounds awesome. Thirteenth and fourteenth. Let me get the right dates. Thank you. <laughs> so second week in October. Second weekend in October, they have the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds. Yes. You will. You want to get up close and personal with some heavy equipment. You'll be able to get close to a B. 52? Uh, B-52 would be there. C-5 Galaxy would be there. Uh, B-17, that's actually not um, connected with the Commemorative Air Force, but we're... Does that mean some private guy has um, this thing? It's a different it's museum. It's a different museum, okay. yeah. From um, Michigan. But they'll be there. Um, man, what else? There's there's uh, Tora, Tora, Tora will be there. There's uh, so many things. And not to mention, just not just be there but you can be up close personal mm-hmm. touching especially well that's what i was trying to say it's like it literally does is, feel like i'm i know i know a person that knows a person and yeah. i got mm-hmm. this great yeah. thing i got to go in the back door of some building yeah. and it's like yeah. hey come check this out yeah. and so it wings over houston.org you can see everything about the big air show okay that and way. you guys are going to be there and yes we'll be there with our the gulf coast wing of the caf will be there with our little airplanes in fact that air show wings over houston is a product of the commemorative air force so we, we put that event on every year. Because there's a lot of moving parts, and that's no pun intended with huge, the plates. Huge, huge, yeah. So, so before you go to the air show, you have to come in Conroe, and you have to come with a dedication on October 8th. Yes. The weekend before. And it's free. And, and it's free. starts at 1 p.m. It's happening at the uh, Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park. It's going it, to be a very impactful day, and I want to yeah. tell you just a little bit about what's going to happen that day so yeah. people know what they're going to see. I was mentioning that we have some notable people who are going to speak. We will have some remarks about um, the crew that we lost, mm-hmm. and we will, we will speak to the memories of the six that we lost a year ago. Um, and there will be a, a musical interlude here or there. Um, all of the event takes place under the tents in the big parking lot next to the park itself. So we won't make you stand in the sun or the heat. Well, it might be hot, but we won't make you stand in the sun. You anyway. never know these days. It's we're, and, we're right. in that weird part of the of the season. And once um, the presentations are finished, um, we will all come out from under the tents and we will walk down to the lakeside, to the water's edge, where the actual monument resides. And um, the monument will be unveiled 
and accompanied by a flyover. So the commemorative Air Force is launching. Yeah, I, I, was, I don't know why I'm not surprised by that. Well, there you go. <laughs> this is a very traditional thing for us. When an aviator is lost, a flyover in the form of the missing man formation is traditional. And we will put aloft two elements of four airplanes each as the memorial is unveiled. Um, immediately following the unveiling, we will have two groups of four aircraft go over. The first group pays tribute to the men. The second group pays tribute to the aircraft. Yeah. And as they pass over the lake, each of uh, one aircraft from each element will break to the west and fly west towards the setting sun, representing them, the missing man, and in our case, the missing aircraft. Yeah. It will be very impactful. And uh, I, I invite everybody who's within striking distance That's awesome. to come out and, and see it with us. It's 1 p.m. Get there early. Uh, I've, I've put some information, if you're listening, uh, on their Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, yeah, guys, Nancy, Aaron, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this. Uh, I can't help but say one more comment, Dick. Yeah. You'll forgive me for interrupting, but <clears throat> we, were, we were thanking the Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park Commission. Yeah. But we also need to thank Mr. Tony Gullo Sr. and okay. Gullo Dealerships for funding the memorial. This was it's huge. This it's was 15 feet wide. Or yeah, this was announced last June that they funded, entirely funded the memorial. And last June, the Gallo family presented the memorial park with a check for $300,000. Wow. To fund that whole construction and installation. It's going to be, it looks amazing. It's on the, beautiful. The and Mr. Gallo gets to pull the cord when we unveil it. <laughs> Well, you know, and he gets unlimited free rides. Absolutely. He can fly uh, in anything he wants. <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome. Uh, okay, yeah, so let me just, uh, if you're just now tuning in, we are talking about the World War II B-17 Memorial Dedication happening on October 8th at 1 p.m. at the Montgomery County Veterans Memorial Park. I put information uh, about that on the Sunday, 1 p.m. to 2.30. Uh, there's a lot of information where to go and where it is. Also, we talked about the community of Air Force and about the national organization hosting and inviting people to ride World War II planes. And I, I community of Air Force isn't just World War II, is it? Mostly World War II. Well, mostly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of because I, I this is because it sounds silly. Uh, I'm guessing after World War II, we can't really ride in those planes yet. Like, when are we going to be able to ride in like a Harrier? Um. <laughs> you know, like yeah, talk to the U.S. government. Well, about no, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, how old? Like, there's, there's. Because World War II was a while. Would you care to enlist? (laughs) Well, no, I'm trying to understand because there is a gap in time where World War II was a while ago. So when are we going to get to the point where it's like, oh, you can fly in a jet? It's going to be a little bit because (laughs) not every one of those jets is is actually a two-seater. Like, we mostly have uh, multiple seats. Um, But, I mean, there are Korean aircraft that you can fly, um, but... That's so funny. And in fact, the commemorative Air Force may nudge its way into the Vietnam yeah. era. There so, are yeah. some. Yeah, Vietnam, yeah. yeah Ryan a Blackhawk? Uh, no, no, they won't be flying any Blackhawks. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but you might, you might want to go look up um, the A-1 Sky Raider, which is a big radial engine aircraft that was used in Korea. So that's to be radial. Is that the key word here? Like Technically, jet- kind of, sort of, because last year we had a... German fighter called the ME262. That was the first multi-engine uh, jet fighter. Oh wow! In World War II, that was supposed to turn the tide of the war. I kind of remember this, but that could not keep up with our fighters that had radial and V uh, V configured 
engines yeah. in the front of the aircraft, so it just couldn't keep up. Okay. So, but it, World War II is kind of the the kind of the rocking horse, if you will. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Forces. It's like you know, in a hundred years from now, yeah. are we allowed? I'm thinking where the coming of air forces in a hundred years, and it's like, yeah, we could ride in a Harrier. That'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, F fourteen was coming into fruition. Yeah, <laughs> no. So that was one of the wildest things. The wild, wildest things is you know the Black Walnut is a cool little restaurant yeah. at the airport, and you can sit up up. I guess it's like the fourth floor, whatever floor it's on. Third floor. Yeah. Third, yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I think it was not one during one of your events, but I was sitting there, and some dude just in a pickup truck has a trailer, and it's like this tiny helicopter. Sure. And just takes off. Just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Right. And I was like, this guy, what, did he tell anybody? Like, cause it, it, was it, because yeah, well, it didn't look official at all. It was just happening over to the left. I promise you he was on a radio to somebody. Well, I hope, because uh, it didn't look like he was on a platform or anything. He was just kind of pulls up in his truck and just takes off. And I'm like, well, I wonder how he gets it on the truck. Because uh, that would be really skilled. Oh, that would be real skilled, though. Like, you know. Right? Uh, but it's just. It's such a cool idea of like seeing what you guys do and then and the actual experience. I encourage everyone to check it out because you do events all over the country and especially here in Conroe, Houston. Houston has a lot of aviation stuff going on with it. I, yeah. I mean, it's just Houston's been around for so long and the airports are international airports. So yeah, uh, and especially here in Conroe, that airport's really cool. Especially, I encourage everyone to go to Walnut Cafe and just hang out, right? Because mm-hmm. you can watch all everyone take off and it's mm-hmm. that's the whole it's experience in its own. Yeah. Well, you know, your listeners should come out and see us in Conroe on the afternoon, Sunday afternoon, the 8th. Yeah. And then the next weekend, they should come on down to Wings Over Houston and see some big iron in operation. So that's so, that's so crazy to me. And uh, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a long time it's no see, Nancy and Aaron. It's a pleasure to meet you. Of course. Guys, you're Likewise. listening to Mor- Maureen's Lone Star here on Lone Star Community Radio. We're going to get back to the music. Don't forget, you can be a guest on the show. Just contact us. Just visit IRLoneStar.com. And sponsor and donate today. This is a nonprofit radio station, television station. We got some great stuff coming your way, so stick around. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Path to the Plate is a research based education program that helps 